Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. another episode of buffalo happy hour mike what's going on oh derek we're sharing a mic we got all the fun things but we have uh, new friends on our show at their establishment so we should dive into titles i suppose if they do exist sometimes they do sometimes i don't yeah yeah we got titles love uh, that i'm colin i'm the brewmaster i'm tyler i'm the ceo self-proclaimed john chief marketing officer <laughs> look at that so we are at sad boys brewing do you guys want to talk about the location um and then where people can come visit all of you? Yeah, we're at 567 Exchange Street, right next to the Roar building in between the railroad tracks. Uh, big red building, can't miss it. We have a small sign up front, but we are working on signage, getting something a bit larger out there. We are located at the back of the building. <laughs> how did you How did you find this spot? Well, like all good ventures, it started on Craigslist. So oh, yeah. <laughs> we originally wanted to go into the North Towns when we started looking at places because if you take a look at a map of all the breweries in like the Buffalo Niagara region, mm-hmm. almost all of them are kind of cloistered from the city down to the southern tier. Mm. So we were looking at the North Towns, but we figured out pretty quick why that was the case. Rent was just super high up there, and if it wasn't, it wasn't in the best area. So we were going through a realtor at the time. I think it was through like 716 Realty or something like that, but it just wasn't working out. We kept sure. going to these huge establishments that were not fitting kind of the vision we had, Mm -hmm. uh, and especially the equipment we have. So I hopped on Craigslist as kind of like a Hail Mary and found this place and, you know, just kind of took off from there. Landlord was real nice and very open space, and he gave (coughs) us a lot of leeway in how we could kind of construct it. So that's kind of how we ended up here. Yeah, that was a a big thing for us was freedom to to do what we wanted with the space. We had talked to other landlords at the time who – kind of wanted to do their own thing and that wasn't what we wanted to do so we were very pleased that there was a lot of freedom with the space sure how did did you guys start homebrewing first yes we did yeah Yeah. how'd that go um it actually was really fun so like me and tyler started homebrewing first uh, back in college and um we were basically brewing because our beer budget was through the roof and we just wanted to get drunk and um it turned oh, yeah. yeah it, it turned into it was just a, fun too. it was it was yeah. fun it turned into a really fun hobby and you know as most hobbies it quickly spirals out of control mm-hmm. and you start spending more money on it but it was fun we were doing uh, bottling and then i found a guy in craigslist who um had corny kegs and then we started doing them with in the old coke kegs and these guys came to me well it was really a, a, a joint thing but tyler was the one who had the original idea for the business and um, he said, you know, we should start a brewery and you make really good beer and I think we can do this. Hmm. And how did you get brought in? So I got brought in probably uh, a year or two after you guys had already started brewing. Yeah, about a year and a half. About a year, yeah, and, about a half a year and a half. And um, I was already uh, working on a couple of social media pages myself. And uh, as we sat and started talking about making this into a real business, that's where I kind of got slotted in social sure. media, Facebook, Instagram. 
And there's a fourth person too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's not here today. Uh, Andy, he's their supply chain guy. We all went to Franny's together uh, as well. So me, Andy, and John here graduated in 2015. Uh, Colin was a year ahead of us, but we also roomed in college. And that's where we kind of, like you said, started brewing. Yeah. What was your first beer you made? Do you remember? Yeah, the first beer I made was, um, well, no, it was was the base for Kettle My Corn. Remember that? So, like, we have a beer now called Kettle My Corn, and the idea for that was the first beer I made. It was a, um, it was called Lawnmower Pilsner. I got it out of a book, like a brewing book, Mm -hmm. which is how I, I'm fully self-taught, and um, I read a bunch of books, and one of the books had a recipe for an American Pilsner, Mm -hmm. and that was the first beer that we ever made. That's crazy. Where did you guys go to college? Um, Me and Todd went to Niagara University. Okay. I went to Duville. Nice. Okay. Because there's now this giant push for like brewery programs mm-hmm. in colleges, which is fascinating. And a lot of people were kind of shocked that that came up. It was a giant train. It sounded like it was coming into the building. It happens all the time. 25 yeah. cents off pints. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> did you guys do that program in college or did you go for something else? No. So I went for biology. Um, so kind of a little similar. Um, I, I specialized in school and microbes and that kind of stuff. I was doing small cell biology, um, which I continue to do now at my full-time day job. But um, basically, uh, we thought about sending me to school when we first started the business. Um, I was making beer and I was getting better at it and we had toyed with the idea. And the more and more I started telling people about it, um, the more they, they kept telling me that it was a bad idea and that basically the guys who had already gone to school it was basically a refresher course in everything that they already knew and that you could learn everything doing it yourself. And I, there were a bunch of other brewers in, in the area who told me that. And so I decided to just continue to brew and get better at it by myself. Well, I'm sure it's one of those things where the people that probably went or even the established brewers in the area can teach you more than going to college and studying an actual course could. So yeah. from that aspect, do you have local idols or breweries that you kind of look up to or rely on yeah 100 i'll I'll name drop a few guys here um spotted octopus uh briar brothers first line Mm -hmm. they're they're all great guys uh we all help each other out but they've helped us immensely um we bought our system from first line this is their old system Mm -hmm. um spotted octopus we met at a brewing event and they were like us they were trying to get licensed they weren't licensed yet and collaboration let that let them and us come in and let people sample our beer Mm -hmm. without a license which was awesome and um, Briar Brothers, when we opened up, he was like in the door, like right away, like coming in, trying our stuff. And he's, he'll try my beer and he'll give me advice. And he's super helpful. Like if I'm out of something, I can ask him like, yeah. hey, man, I'm out of this. And he'll get it for me. Um, and they give me great advice about like how to improve my beer, like what I could do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't have the seltzer that we have now without Spotted Octopus. Um, Shane was instrumental in fine tuning our beer and making it, you know, better overall better quality better consistency and briar brothers understand the equipment better yeah helping us is, like yeah. figure things out you know it's not easy like you get this this stuff and it's there's no user manual like right. it, you're expected to kind of understand how to use it and so a lot of it was trial and error and we got this stuff and we were brewing once a week in andy's basement uh just trying to figure out how it works <laughs> and i'd text him and be like hey i don't know what i'm doing like is there anything that you can any advice you can give me and they the, oh, those guys have all been <coughs> instrumental in helping us get open it's awesome. So you guys have been open for, I mean, two months now. A little, right. over, a little, a little under two months. Yes. Right about yeah. two months, actually. Which is awesome because when you guys first dropped your Instagram, um, we have 
some elements in common. We might know the same people when it comes to logos. So, <laughs> so in that, um, we obviously connected from there and then it was kind of a waiting game to figure out when it actually made sense to have you guys on just cause as soon as you start, it's obviously a whirlwind, it's super busy yeah. and then it's nonstop trying to get everything in order. Um, so it's awesome that you guys are able to sit down and do this. Um, what was that process like getting up to today with things with the city, um, outside of finding the space? Cause obviously that was a lot of research and then mm -hmm. some elements of luck where it just was kind of here. Um, but what was it like working with the city to get everything in line? Working with the city, that was kind of my main job. And we're lucky that our landlord has a contractor. We went through Lamparelli. So he's pretty well connected in the city, obviously. He built the Roar building actually that you mm. passed by as well. So uh, he handled the main permits and everything like that. But the worst part by far was dealing with just the constant delays in construction. Uh, and we did a lot of the work ourselves as well to save a lot of cost. Most of the stuff that the contractor handled was kind of just the, the legal stuff, like the, the electrical, the plumbing, et cetera, all the stuff to make sure, like, you know, fires don't happen and that it's, like, all squared away. But we tried to save money and time as often as we could. We built the bar ourselves, every single one of these tables, this included. <clears throat> we built by hand uh, the cooler <coughs> as well. And when I say we, I also mean mo mostly Colin's dad, who's an engineer. <laughs> so we were kind of like the we kind of like the stereotype sure. of like the eight year old kid like holding the flashlight wrong while dad <laughs> yells at you. So, <laughs> but yeah, like the worst part from my perspective was waiting on contractors to finish it because you know, and I get it. Like everyone's busy. We got quoted multiple different times that it'd be ready. We thought we were going to be ready uh, the summer prior. Oh, that okay. obviously did yeah. not happen, but. Uh, dealing with dealing with the city, the city got a little tough sometimes, just because it takes a while to get almost anything approved for a permit. And I think it took us like six months to get the initial construction permit, like actually sailed through. Yeah. We had to redo the plans a couple of times. We had we actually had to fight with the city on the zoning too, because there was a couple of mistake zones. Originally, they wanted us to get a special use permit. But yeah. We, pulled up the map ourselves and we're like well no according to your own book it says we don't need it so it and that took a bit of yeah maneuvering but you know we're here now so bygones be bygones right yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> how is it so back when you were homebrewing and you're like okay maybe this can be a business what was it like getting into business with four friends like was there were there any compromises that were made or like oh yeah normally when you start a business it's like one or two people you guys did four so like yeah. how how is that process um i'll tell you from my personal experience it's a lot of compromise um you, you gotta take nothing personally and that's the big thing is like you know everyone's human and you know like we're all like great friends still like we all hang out like obviously we're business partners like we're here all the time but, like we hang out on the side together and like you can't take anything really personally like everyone makes mistakes mm -hmm. and there was a lot of that when we first got started, like trying to get <coughs> funds to get open, trying to get ideas for where we wanted to go, like delegating duties and figuring out everyone's role in the yeah, pie too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but it's it was very in the end, it was very rewarding. Sure. So, <clears throat> marketing comes in. You guys figure out how to brand yourself. What was the process on branding yourself and then communicating the message? Because sad boys can have. A lot of different meanings. So yeah. yeah so 100%. like, what <laughs> yeah. what does it mean, and how have you guys kind of found yourself in this brewery industry? Well, uh, that one. 
Yeah, no. So depending on how you, depending on who you ask, you'll get a a different breakdown of why why sad boys. Why did you pick the name? Tyler is perfect at, at giving the long story, kind of uh, of our origins. But I, I like to boil it down to when we're sad, we drink. When we drink, we drink together. And we always figured people would like to join us. We're we're a fun batch of guys. We all bring something different to the table. Um, and like like. Colin was saying there's a lot of compromise, but there's a lot mm -hmm. of balance in which we, you know, if one of us is having a bad day, we cover each other. It, it's uh, it's that give and take of the ha being able to have four different or three different partners. Um, as far as uh, getting our name out there, I believe the, the biggest point for us was uh, the Buffalo Bills games. Mm. We started a, we a pop up tent at Wormafix. And we would, uh, during the season, give out pints of uh, mainly our Berry Sad and uh, Kettle My Corn Pilsner out uh, just to pass your bias going uh, to the pregame. And it is hard to give away free beer. Much harder, harder than we think. think. <laughs> but a, a lot of it was self-inflicted, too. So when we first started doing it, we had no, like, it was kind of, of a because I live right by the stadium, and we'd kind of hang out at my house for games. And it was kind of a, a whim, since we had a cannula already, to can the beers and you know, at first we'd give out to family and friends, and we just kind of decided one Bill's game to go out there, set up a tent, and again, not prepared. It was just a small little table, no branding. We were dressed like Bill's fans, handing out like unmarked cans of, <laughs> of stuff to people. And, and you know, it, it just, obviously, if, if I was just a passerby, I would not trust us either. But we got better at it. We started labeling the cans, brought out, you know, a vinyl banner, a tent. We started, you know, dressing out. Yeah, we're like looking actually on the business. Yeah, yeah. And, and that helped a lot. But word of mouth has been huge for, uh, it, you know, can't underestimate social media. But word of mouth, especially in Buffalo and the craft beer industry, is huge. And that's been a really nice angle from a lot of the other breweries. Um, Spotted Octopus, I've heard many times our, our customers come in and say, "Hey, we actually heard about you guys because they're they're talking about the newest brewery down at Spotted Octopus or Briar Brothers." So. Uh, the community that that's Buffalo is built around craft beer has definitely been like an amazing uh, community to, to start in. Sure. They've made it easy without a doubt. I could literally picture you guys behind the, an old foldable table with stains on it, and you're just like, "Please try this. <laughs> that's, like, please that's try exactly this fluid." Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it went down. It was uh, it was pretty it was pretty fun. We uh, we actually took our banner that year to Kansas City. Oh yeah, we all went to the 13 seconds game. And, you know, we brought the banner there, and it really put the sad and boy for us. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, was all, it was great, though, because all the Kansas City fans were super dejected, and all the Bills fans were kind of looking at each other because we knew something was going to happen. You got that Billsy feeling in the air. It was, it was a bad time. <laughs> One of you guys went through a table for that game, both right? Of us both, yeah. both. There we go. There we go. But you but. asked about the origin of the name, yeah. right, and, and the actual connotation of sad boy. So where we got the name, and it Colin kind of touched on it, we all kind of, it kind of started as a joke, Sad Boy, and it kind of spiraled from there. But the reason why we named it Sad Boys is, during the time of the life when we time of our lives when we started this, it was really post college. So we were all working those really sad post college jobs. Like I was at a call center. John was at Tim Hortons. He was a coffee specialist. As he coffee to say. specialist. And, That's a name for it. Yeah. Colin was like a pharmacy tech making like $12 an hour. Yeah. So we were all 
you know, working those post-college jobs, those sad post-college jobs, and we were quite literally a bunch of sad boys, and the only time we'd, you know, feel really happy is when we get together, make some beer, drink, and just have a good time, so we kind of wanted to take that, and especially while we were young, see if we could make it a career, so we actually kind of got inspired by First Line, because I'm an Orchard Park guy, as I mentioned before, and they're obviously right down the, right around the corner from where we, uh, where I live right now, so we actually popped up when they first opened, and this is back when they still had their, like, 800-square-foot dry cleaner space beforehand, and, you know, me and Colin at the time were the only two involved before these guys got Mm -hmm. on board, so we wanted to see if we could talk to the owner since we knew it was, like, their opening night, talk to one of the older gentlemen that ended up actually being one of the, uh, I think Shane's father. It was Shane's dad. Yeah, it was Shane's dad, and he brought Shane over, and we were kind of shocked that he was, like, you know, me and Colin's age. Yeah, he's my age. And, yeah, it was know, 27. And, and we had explored it, like, the official route, like, you know, you got to have, like, 100, 150K to start. And, you know, I just described to you what we were doing at the time. If we went to a bank, we would have been, <laughs> been laughed out the door. So we're like, oh, so there goes that dream. And, you know, we talked to Shane, and he's like, no, that's not the case, man. There's a lot of different, you know, how popular the craft beer industry is right now. There's a lot of different ways to get it done much cheaper. Mm. He actually introduced us to the spike system, and, you know, at the time, we didn't buy it, but we ended up, like Colin said, actually buying their equipment. So sure. they kind of yeah. gave us a loose business model and some inspiration to actually put that first step forward sure. to actually getting the thing open. Did you have other names in mind, or was it always going to be Sad Boys? No, so we actually, like, about a month into being serious, like, all four of us were in it at that point, and we had started our operation, and we were giving, we were telling people that we were doing this, mostly friends and family. And I got to say, there were a lot of people who were skeptical. Like, pretty much every friend or family was like, I'm not so sure you want to go with the name. And we sat down and we were like, okay, guys, like, we got to pick a pick a lane here. Like, we're brand new. Like, are we going to go with this or are we going to change it? And I'm just going to say it because, like, this is the attitude of Sad Boys Brewing. We said, fuck it, we ball. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we went with. <laughs> and it's, it's worked out for us. So we had a great time. We were unapologetic about it. And we were like, you know, no, this is who we are. This is what we want to do. And... We're super happy and stoked about it. Do you get a lot of people asking when they come to the bar? Like every night, every, uh, yeah, every, yeah, every, every other, every other customer we've told asks. That story, uh, more, we, we've told that story more times than we've been, been open. It's, uh, it never gets old, though, because, no, like I said, fun. we all kind of put our mm-hmm. own spin on it. Um, so depending on who you ask, you're going to get a different side of the story. And I think it just kind of complements who we are, is that we all, we all kind of believe we came from different points. That's awesome. You guys mentioned that you built a lot of this yourselves. Yeah. So where did you source all the materials? <laughs> so I'll let you tell the bar story since that was your dad. Yeah. So, for, so the bar yeah. is uh, the bar is composite um, panel. It is it was originally used to machine parts. So they would take two pieces of metal and they would put epoxy or they would put like an industrial glue between them and they would sandwich them using those because the glue wouldn't stick to them. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill those are actually like 40 years old well my dad's company got bought out 
and they were just going to throw them out. And he was like, hey, what are you doing with these? And they're like, oh, we're getting rid of them. He's like, can I take them? And they're like, sure. And so he took them and he machined out the letters and we hand poured the epoxy and then hand painted them. And that's where the bar came from. That's sweet. But getting the, the, the bar, ironically, I have to say, it's one of the easiest portions of getting mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the bar beauty was, together. The bar was very easy. The, the worst parts were probably the tables and specifically the cooler. I'll start with I'll start with the cooler because it's kind of a, a fun story. And also, you know, we saved a lot of money on it by accident as well. Yep. So what, and it kind of ties into your question mm-hmm. about the city of Buffalo and the different codes. So with fire code in Buffalo, if that was a freestanding structure, you'd have to actually drop this entire sprinkler system into it. And that would be very expensive. So <laughs> to avoid that, we actually put that whole thing on casters. So there's like 12 casters on that cooler and it's a mobile cooler. Yeah, it rolls. So mm. we've, and you can actually see the roll marks on it if you go by the bar. So, like, that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, it kind of saved us a lot of time and money doing it that way. But the best part is we ordered all the material, all the wood, uh, the foam insulation on it from Lowe's, and we did it online to pick it up. So Andy goes to pick it up, and days later, you know, $3,000 worth of material, we're looking at our bank account to when it's going to finally go out and they just ended up never charging us so it's the it's the best free cooler you'll ever have so that saved us a lot of money and some stuff we still had to pay like the ac unit the the door all that stuff but you know lowe's mistake saved us a lot of money and actually enabled us to start people ask a lot about the uh the tables as well and the, the real answer is we just couldn't afford to get like met like real tables sure. from a real supplier so we ended up when you walk out you'll notice a huge cable spool in the corner and you might have actually seen mm-hmm. it could you park that way we bought two of those and for these long tables we actually cut since they were eight foot spools we separated the spools and cut them along the line to make the long tables and then bought bases for them and mm. we scavenged sp- uh, other spools off the side of the road and made high tops out of them, some of the smaller ones as well. So, you know, everything here we've kind of built by hand mostly. <coughs> and, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, and we just had no money. So Absolutely. That's <laughs> I have to disagree with Tyler, though. Uh, although the cooler and the tables were a pain in the butt, I have to say, I have to say it was mainly me here, but we had to sand this entire floor. I forgot about the floor here. Uh, And the wall. Days, just days before we got the spot, they painted the floor purple. purple. Yeah. (coughs) Painted the whole floor purple. I think it was like a last little, like, middle finger from the previous tenant to, like, the landlord for whatever reason. But obviously that hot potato right into our lap. So we we just bought tons of sand, well, rented tons of sanders from Home Depot and just went to town on it for days. And the worst part, even worse than the floor, was the uh, was that wall over there. So there was about seven or eight layers of paint on the brick, and you can't, back to state and you know city regulations, you're not allowed to sandblast I- indoors in New York for like environmental reasons. So we, it took us about a month where we took like metal tooth, because we really wanted the natural brick mm-hmm. color on it. We took like metal toothbrushes, and like sanding paper yep. and just went to town Jeez. on that and it took like a month we got to the windowsill and we, just, ta- we just tabbed out <laughs> we were not just doing painted. that on ladders yeah we, we weren't doing on ladders so we just ended up painting the rest of it black but 
It took a while. We just <laughs> learned of a company that actually removes paint off of brick from a local distillery around the corner. Why didn't you tell us? Because <laughs> we learned about it last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, last that night, literally. So, so it's the that. interview that literally went live the Friday before this. Mm-hmm. And wow. he's like, yeah, we have three floors and it was all painted. So I just had him come in and remove all the paint on all the brick. I'm going to add that to the story of why we're called Sandman. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so that would have saved. I, I mean, I don't know how much it costs. I'm sure a lot. It would have been worth. We're pretty cheap, but that would have been worth. <laughs> that would have been worth. <laughs> like, it, it took us literally like a month just yeah. to get up to there because what you failed to mention was there. We, we stripped it, but there was another layer of plaster. Oh, yeah. Underneath all the paint. <laughs> So you can't strip plaster. You have to scrape it off. Mm. That's why we had to do that. It's like the stripper would take off a couple layers of paint. You put more stripper on. You get to the plaster and you're like, this isn't coming off. What the hell? And then you had to basically take a metal brush and sandpaper and start going to town on it. I guess that's a good thing about being called sad boys is because that's never going to go away. Like oh, no. we're always just going to oh, no. be sad. Oh, 100%. Next space you open is just going to be very sad boys and then just go from there. Exactly. Sad boys. Worse for sad you, sad it gets better boys. for us. <laughs> <laughs> So we're drinking, Mike and I are drinking the Hyphavice, and so are you. What are you two drinking, and what do you guys recommend for somebody coming in that hasn't tried Sad Boys yet? Very Sad, and I heavily recommend the Berry Sad. Um, This is my crowning accomplishment. I say that confidently as a brewmaster. I've spent four years perfecting this recipe. Um, I think it's our best seller. Oh, it is. And um, it's a little strong. It's 8.4%, but it's a Loganberry IPA. And the Loganberry mellows out the hops really nice and really well. It's a really great introductory drink to people who don't like IPAs. It's my personal favorite yeah. here. And people who've been with us a while have kind of mm-hmm. noticed the change. Because when we first started doing it, it it came out looking like lean. Like just the <laughs> ugliest shade of purple you could ever imagine. So it's yeah. a, lot, a lot of trial to get it to where it is now. But we're, we're very happy with uh, where that one is specifically. Yeah. Anything, anything Loganberry in Buffalo sells. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a buffalo staple. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I also grabbed the Hugh Hef just to just stick with the theme for the day. Uh, but I, I have to say I am a big fan of our seasonal beers and I hate seasonal beers just because they always seem to be the best and they're always gone. Um, we just actually finished up our all fluffed out, which was a fluff stout. Well, you're a stout man, so I'm a stout drinker. So uh, our peppermint patty stout, I'm just waiting for Christmas to come back. We missed it for St. Patty's Day, but I'm going to put some peer pressure on Brewmaster here to bring it back for Christmas <laughs> we'll, we'll bring time. it a little early. You can do a little Christmas in July action. Yeah, that, Ooh, man, that, Christmas in July party? Don't, don't, give, don't give them ideas. Already, yeah. already planning an event for it. <laughs> I, just going back to the tables really quick because we talked about how you guys feel like you compromise a little bit on the tables because you didn't have the funds for it. But I think it fits the space very well because this is a very kind of like it, it gives off that vibe. If you had better or different tables i don't know if it would have looked right in this space i'd agree with that no no i'm buffing out pretty good for us yeah yeah a a lot of the handmade and a lot of the effort that we put into the space really helped with the atmosphere that we were trying to bring which is that comfortable cozy you're hanging out with your friends atmosphere um and i have i've talked to our patrons and we, we wanted to be somewhere where you feel comfortable if you want to get dressed up you're welcome to, but if you wanted to come hang out and sweatpants and a t-shirt, this is the place to do so. Sure. Mm-hmm. We want to bring that base, drinking with your friends in the basement <clears throat> atmosphere to a brewery. Love That's that. what we're all about. Yeah. Are there any future plans to expand outside at all? Because 
I mean, that's a big thing in Buffalo, too, is patio season. Is that oh, yeah. on your mind at all or no? Actually, it's coming up pretty yeah, soon. Hopefully this week or yeah, next hopefully week. Hopefully this oh, really? week we're putting out yeah. the patio. So we, it's, it's nothing major. It's going to be about two parking spots full, but we're going to have like an outdoor like pop-up gazebo, a couple tables out there, some games, uh, just a small start for now. But mm-hmm. we do have some future plans, hopefully. Obviously, two months into the venture, nothing sure. solidified yet, but we eventually do want to a... Uh, expand a little bit get a kitchen in here uh nothing can be named yet until it's official but we are working with an outside partner to do the food hopefully Mm -hmm. an announcement will be forthcoming but we got some plans in motion to bring a little bit more to the table here that's awesome when you guys were going through the zoning process obviously that was a nightmare right but did you kind of try to play chess as much as possible with the space of thinking about the long-term vision of the establishment and you're like we would ideally like to have a b and c can this building facilitate a right? Yep. Like, can we at yep. least open? Okay, we check that box, and then from a zoning perspective, how does that work with indoor outdoor permits? Like, what what was that whole conversation like with the city? So, with the city, we will eventually need a special use permit for the food, but that's something. It's such a long term plan, and it's going to take such a while to construct. Mm-hmm. Regardless, that the timetable won't affect us that much. But we did. The future plans we've always considered because we didn't have the funds to be where we wanted to be right away, so we want to slowly grow to that. So when we were doing the initial research and talked to the city and, you know, talked to, you know, town of Tonawanda, talk, we actually ironically almost ended up in Hamburg where uh, First Line's Black Smoke was going to oh, really? end up. But just because, and, and for them it works out excellent just because they, they're bringing obviously the bourbon bar there and they're not brewing. It wasn't going to work out for us there just because the room for expansion wasn't really there and that was to your point something we really cared about Mm -hmm. uh starting out so we chose this not only for the uh for the affordability of it for the location being in larkinville but also for the fact that we could expand within the building as well so yeah that was definitely on our minds when we were looking around and i think that the city of buffalo in this current area i mean you talk about briar spotted octopus there's a good community here for a startup brewery. If you went somewhere where there wasn't a brewery, you would kind of feel like on your own a little bit. And it would be difficult. Like here you can bar hop, right? Like you can go to one place, yeah. you can go to the next, and then you can experience a lot of different people's taste. It would be very difficult to bring somebody out to a place that doesn't have a brewery and be like, come here, try us out. Because there's just like, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, the Absolutely. one and done. Yeah. It's kind of like that effect where you see a McDonald's, you see a, a Burger King. Right. Um, and because of the community, the collaboration that happens between the breweries, it's a the very common question I get to ask my patrons is, hey, are you having a Sunday fun day? Are we your second stop, first stop? What are your plans for the evening? Oh, I'm, after this, I'm bouncing down to Briar Brothers, hitting up Magic Bear. Um, and you get to be part of that locality. It's, uh, it's a nice feeling to know that even though we're the new kids on the block, we're still coming up on people's radars and we're, we're already part of their Sunday or Saturday tour of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. So do you have this space, like, are, are people able to have events here? Or like, what is, yeah. what is that process like? So another thing that's about to be, just like with the patio, that's rolling out very soon. Next week, we are starting to be open for events. There's going to be, there's already information on our website about that right now, but, uh, we do like we kind of how do i phrase this a lot of breweries and a lot of restaurants that do events kind of have separate rooms for it 
like you can think like New York Beer Project for that or you know First Line since we talked about that and has the upstairs yep. we actually have the ability to where you if you do an event for us you actually rent out the whole brewery so there's some information on that on our website and we're actually rolling that out and doing an official post about it this week and we've actually had a few events already uh, mainly family and friends that have reached out to us and kind of got our feet wet sure. like we had my uh, fiance's bridal shower here uh, you know help save me some money too mm-hmm. as well so I was happy yeah. about that but yeah we're, we're going forward with events actually starting this coming week so you said announcements potentially soon around food uh, what do you currently have for food is it just like chips and stuff like that that people can munch on we have a couple different options John is actually the one who found we have charcuterie boxes through oh, cool. a uh, woman named a Natalie she runs a company called simply sliced they're little pre-made charcuterie boxes uh, we just started selling beer pretzels as well with you know beer cheese spicy mustard and the chips so right now it's extremely limited mm-hmm. and what you can munch on it's you're definitely not coming <coughs> to sad boys to, to have dinner you know what you mean so yeah just kind of munchables right now you're coming here to be sad you're coming yeah. here and to then be they sad get happier and then, and then get happy yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta say though our beer pretzels did so good they sold out our first week oh really yeah yeah <laughs> man, they're, they are delicious they're, they're they're so good i went out at uh what was it it's uh restaurant, restaurant depot, depot. Restaurant depot. Yeah. Yeah. i got a, I got a yeah. box of 36 for myself at home yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so you talk about website announcements on instagram coming what are your social medias what's your website um and then can people contact you through there to book events and stuff like that Yes, so our, our Facebook, it's Sad Boys Brewing, same with our Instagram. Um, as for the website, I believe it's sad, sad Boys Brewing at square.com. Yeah, it's the square. We use Square for a point of sales and also the a, uh, the a, uh, for the website as well. And we don't own the actual Sad Boys Brewing LLC. We actually got accosted by uh, oh, yeah. the, uh, one of the people who, who like uh, just buy a bunch of URLs and, and sit on them. So we already had some guy DM us if he... Uh, if we wanted to buy the uh, sadboysbrewing.com URL from him um, because, you know, he noticed we were opening and, you know, one of those people who just buy the domains and sit on yeah. them for a while. Uh, I'm too prideful, so I told him no. So <laughs> we, and and it, really, it, tri- it triggered Patty. me a little bit. Yeah. So it's actually, it's actually one of his better qualities as CEO. Is he is, uh, when he asked me, he's compromising, but when you go against him, he's like, nah, man, I'll figure it out. I don't need you. That's hysterical. I'll just go the .org route. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. So our, our website, if you Google us, right on the page, first link goes right to our website and, you know, we have our menu there. We have a couple other things, uh, advertisements and details for the Stein Club. And now we have the uh, event page on it as well. And people email us at sadboysbrewing at gmail.com to uh, schedule events. Yeah, nice. and I, I, and I'd say you also feel free to reach out to our Facebook or Instagram. I monitor them. Um, we, we, we're real big on events, whether it's live music or uh, we had a beer pong tournament not too long ago. We're going to be having canstairs come down on the 25th and do a live canning event. So anyone who's looking to, to book, you know, events, whether you're a single performer or you just have an idea that you want to see at a brewery, we're pretty receptive to new ideas. And we're hoping to, like I said, make make a nice atmosphere here to where we, we're giving people an opportunity like we were given to come in, try something new and get your name out there. That's awesome. And then what are your guys' hours? We're open Thursday through Sunday, Thursday, and Friday, we're open from 5 to uh, 11, and Saturday open from noon to 11, and Sunday from noon to 7. So we all work full-time still, so it's kind of like a, a rush to get here at 5. 
So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that double time is tough when you start working both jobs. Yeah, difficult. Oh yeah. You mentioned Stein Club. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we just rolled out the Stein Club, and it has been technically out for a while, but you know, fits with the theme well. It was Sand Steins until quite literally like what three days ago. Yeah, we Monday. just got them. Yeah, so we, we ordered the Steins from a uh, from uh, China actually, and a buddy of mine in the National Guard runs an Etsy page. And he does, he's a shop teacher in the city of Buffalo. There's a lot of cool things. He, if you saw the Bill's Prayer Candles, he's actually the one who, who started making those. Oh, cool. But he, he etched in the, uh, the, the logo and the numbers for them. Uh, they're kind of like Yeti Steins. So we, we kind of wanted to go with that. Uh, we like what Fatty's did, uh, being Franny's alum ourselves. We mm-hmm. frequented them quite often with the, with the ceramic ones. So we ended up going with Yeti Steins, but with shipping delays that, they just got here last month, and mm-hmm. we got a matched real quick. But, yeah, a lot of good benefits to it. Uh, it's a 24-ounce stein, so every beer wow. you get, you get six ounces more. It's actually one of the heftier steins in the area for the mug clubs as well. Uh, but you get a dollar off your beer uh, every time you get here, flash discounts, percentages off merch, a lot of benefits to it. It's a good time. That's cool. It's $100 for a year yeah. of the memberships. I mean, you get a dollar off your first pint every time you come. So pay, not only are you getting the extra, what is it, eight ounces over six, a regular six ounce. pint, yeah, six, six ounces, six. Um, but you're also, you know, 100 visits and it pays for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, anything that we didn't talk on that's on the horizon that you want you guys want to touch on or no? Yeah, I guess uh, not really on the horizon, but just give a shout out to uh, the help we've gotten so far, um, not only from like local breweries and my dad, but also from. Um, our fiancés and our girlfriends who have been staffing for us. Um, for Drafted for, into service. I yeah, love. staffing yeah. for us for free and sure. helping us, you know, get open and, like, you know, get there. And we couldn't have done it without, uh, without all that. Yeah, that's huge. It's absolutely huge. Well, thanks, guys, for your time today. This has been awesome. Uh, go check them out on social media, Sad Boys Brewing, and uh, turn that frown upside down with some hyphen or very sad. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. I'm not afraid of